Welcome to You're Still Doing That? I'm Matt Miller, and welcome to a podcast where I talk with everyday people about their childhood joys that have endured into adulthood. A podcast about the thing you've loved your whole life and continue to do, practice, and work at today. If you've been listening to the podcast, please visit my website, www.yourestilldoingthat.com, and leave a tip. You can also get caught up on all the past episodes and even make a suggestion about a future guest. I'm sure your friends and family would love to get nominated to be on the podcast. Remember, www.yourestilldoingthat.com is the only podcast website to check out. Now let's start the show. With me today is the man with the inside scoop into racing, the host of the only podcast racing fans should be listening to. It's the legend ZB from ZB's Horsepower Talk, the victory lane of racing podcasts. ZB is short for Zach Brown, but he doesn't want to be confused with that less popular Zach Brown, who I think's got some kind of band or something, which is very nice of ZB to think of others. He's such a gentleman. Welcome to the show, Zach. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> um, so, uh, Zach, tell us just a little bit about your show and where people can find it. Yeah, so uh, I started the show uh, January of 23, so about a year ago now. I did it because uh, back my background in racing, my grandfather's in a uh, dirt racing hall of fame. Uh, nice. And I wanted to ha- basically have something where I could have him out there um, forever because he doesn't do a lot of stuff right. with media. Uh, and he's, he'll be 90 years old this year. Uh, so, and, but he'll do anything for the grandkids. So to have some sort of interview and everything, have him out there and it basically immortalized on the internet. That's what I wanted to do. And uh, after that, it just, uh, became a hobby of mine, a lot of fun, been able to have a lot of guests on. So we talk about, uh, we do weekly breakdowns when racing season's going on. And uh, we also give previews. I do it with my dad. My dad's a former uh, crew chief in dirt racing right. as well. So a uh, little bit of uh, everything. We, we go dive into drag racing, NASCAR, and dirt racing. One of the few podcasts that actually goes through multiple different um, angles of racing, not just one specific genre of racing. Right. We're going to get into some of those too. All right. So uh, every good podcast has a sponsor. And so today's podcast is sponsored by Cheerwine, the official drink of NASCAR. Eh, no, nah, it's not really official drink of NASCAR. That's Coke. But Cheerwine, if you're listening, I would definitely appreciate you sponsoring this podcast. That's one of my favorite drinks right there, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, that's 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 a true uh, Southern drink. That's where the racing began. So you might as well have some cheer wine and stuff. That's right, man. All right, uh, Zach. So on this show, we always talk about uh, how people got started doing the thing they love to do. Uh, so let's start with you. Um, uh, wh- how did racing? Uh, how did you get racing mixed in in your youth? When did that start to become a thing for you? Well, uh, like I mentioned, my my grandfather, he's in the uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, which is uh, wings uh, winged racing in the dirt racing world. If you're for layman's terms, I guess if you're not familiar with it, it's the world of outlaws, those type of race cars. And yeah, yeah. Um, I'm literally born into it, and I grew up uh, in it. And my when I was probably a month old at most, uh, my mom brought me to my first dirt race. Uh, most, wow. uh, babies had to wear like the ear mufflers and everything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's loud. Yep. I didn't have to do that. I actually, I, I would just go right to sleep with the noise of the, uh, the motors apparently. And, and just, just then, I mean, it, it was, 
just a lifestyle we had. Everybody uh, in that dirt racing community in um, Southern Pennsylvania, uh, it's called the PA Posse. So it's yeah, not yeah. a full time gig like uh, World of Outlaws, and it's different. Right. Um, yeah, people have their own jobs and stuff, but when it comes Friday night, Saturday nights, you're at the dirt track. You are there to uh, uh, have a lot of fun and maybe earn a little bit of cash. And um, with my dad being a crew chief on a bunch of sprint cars throughout my childhood, I got to witness that firsthand. And we had a garage um, at our house. We built engines from the ground up. Wow. And uh, it's been a family business uh, yes. since... My grandfather's done it since the early 50s, and my dad was doing it throughout the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it sure sounds like, man. That's quite an impressive little uh, lineage you got going on there. Um, who, uh, Besides your, your grandfather and your dad, who were your racing influences growing up? Uh, well, ones that I haven't met, obviously we were huge Dale Earnhardt fans. Um, yep. and that was actually so influential that the year that, uh, Dale died, uh, at Daytona, that was the same year my uh, younger brother was born. Well, my brother's middle name is Dale for, uh, Dale yeah. Earnhardt. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. if that tells you anything about her family, there's that. <laughs> um, and my mom was always a Jeff Gordon fan and I, I, came to respect yep. him towards the end of it. If you're an Earnhardt fan, you didn't like Jeff, Jeff Gordon, but That's you came exactly to respect right. him. I was about to say, that seemed like those were kind of rivals. There. Yeah. Yeah. You came to respect him there. Um, and just a bunch of the local drivers we had um, that raced with my dad my dad worked on the cars and stuff. Uh, anybody that came to the shop, um, all those local guys, uh, obviously huge influence. I got to sit in their cars. I used to help out on, yeah. on some of the sprint cars and just all that. Um, that was obviously huge, uh, influential in my childhood and everything. So what's your favorite kind of racing, uh, so, for you uh, personally? Yeah. So I, I'm obviously very biased, uh, based on what I was, I grew up in uh, dirt racing and, and the local tracks with the dirt racing yeah, and yeah. the sprint car racing. Uh, that obviously that's my favorite and that will never change. It just, it hits home. Um, but obviously, I follow NASCAR um, a lot as well. So between sprint cars and NASCAR, those are obviously my favorites, my go-to. Uh, but I enjoy uh, NHRA drag racing as well, especially uh, in-person. Drag racing is like none other. You don't yeah. understand how much horsepower those drag I cars so. have. And um, in IndyCar racing, obviously, uh, I've gotten more and more into it as uh, I've gotten older. Uh, nothing I really watched a whole lot besides like the Indy 500 growing up. And then as I got older, yeah. I started getting more into that. Uh, but yeah, sprint car racing for sure. And, and there's nothing like when you have a little small team that has a, has a trailer uh, you bought um, from uh, Billy Bob's down the road yeah, and you yeah, go yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and you show up to the track and go and get these multi-million uh, dollar uh, uh, race teams and everything and you end up beating yeah. them. So there's nothing like right. that feeling. So yeah, I bet that's awesome. Uh, so, uh, you've, what's your favorite kind of track? You've mentioned dirt crack track a whole bunch. What, um, what's your preferred track to watch? So the, the track that, um, I've, I grew up, uh, going to on Friday nights and it still holds a very special place in my heart. It's, it's called Williams Grove Speedway. It's in Mechanicsburg, yeah. Pennsylvania. So it's the Southern South Central Pennsylvania. Um, if anybody knows geographically speaking, it's about 30, 45 minutes South of Harrisburg, um, it's, it's such a historic track. Um, and it's, 
if anybody knows uh, Martinsville, which is an asphalt track that NASCAR races on, um, it's like the dirt version of that. It's almost like a paperclip, and you've yeah. got uh, a wider, uh, like a wide turns one and two. It's got uh, more, way more banking than turns three and four. Three and four is almost flat, and it's a very tricky track. And you don't just go there on your first time and win. It's uh, well, there's a number of drivers that can do that, but in general. Um, and it's a track and it's the environment there is like none other. We, there's an infield and then there's a place that's literally called beer Hill. So you can't tell me yeah. that rednecks are just in the South. There's uh, definitely uh, them <laughs> no, that are in the, uh, the rednecks in the are North. Everywhere, so, man. <laughs> yeah. And there was a they driver last year. Yeah. And then there was a driver last year. He races all the national touring series. And one of the uh, fans threw a beer over the uh, fence to him and he, shotgunned it i mean it doesn't get better than that that's that's, that, <laughs> right. that's what it's all about up there uh so that that track for sure is my uh favorite track um there's a few of dirt tracks up there like port royal speedway it's um a little more north of that track and uh that, that's a great track as well um but just with the i guess nostalgia as as much yeah. as when i was a kid always went to the infield at williams grove it was just a just an awesome track now I got to tell you, um, uh, my family we're from California, and mm-hmm. occasionally, I'm not sure what you'll have to help me know what the right terminology is, but there was a track there, and it was just these two cars lined up, and then they just they just raced against each other, right? The light okay. would turn green, and they went side by side. Yeah. And so that's so. Yeah, and that and that's the drag racing part, and that's obviously gotcha. awesome. Uh, we California's saw that got a bunch of those tracks a couple of times. Uh, but what I got a like a core memory of man is we moved here to North Carolina, and uh, I don't know. I guess we were on vacation. I don't remember what it was for, but we were in Virginia and we went to a dirt track uh, racing. I guess my parents knew somebody that had a car or somebody that was in it. But we went down into the, I'm not sure what you call it, but the, I would call it the pit area mm-hmm. uh, of where all the cars were. And it yep. was just bonkers down there. <laughs> and my dad was like, don't you repeat any of this to your mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh... crazy down there. And then the race was going and the cars had this, um, like this big fin on the back. It was almost like a, like a Jeep with a big, um, thin on the back that was that kind of tall and they ran around this dirt track man and this car went like straight up headlights flat to the ground all straight up and did a spin and then like fell down and the guy crawls out and he throws his arms in the air man and everyone starts cheering and uh it was just like i can't believe everybody left that place alive by the time the race was over it was crazy. yeah there's a (laughs) It, it takes a unique person to drive any type of dirt race car, so yeah. I, I've always had respect for them. And it's a uh, it's a different kind of uh, chaotic and crazy, if you will, um, at those tracks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. Uh, it, but it, yeah, it is awesome, nuts, man. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, what kind of style of racing do you think you tend to follow the most? Um. The easiest to follow in general, and it's what I focus the uh, the podcast uh, on. That's what we always open up with. It's I mean, it's the biggest one there is in the world. 
is uh, is NASCAR. So, yeah. um, and that, and people always talk about it. Well, Formula One is going to surpass NASCAR. Well, the ratings came in, and it's NASCAR's like double every single race. I was going to say, one. is NASCAR so, the number one in the world? Because I don't yes, have an idea yes. if it is or not. So, and, and yeah, so that's that's the one I follow the most. Um, I get, I mean, I get updates through uh, everything. Uh, dirt racing, it's a little harder to find uh, race the races for it if you don't have certain streaming platforms because they're not on ESPN, they're not on Fox, right. they're not on anything. You can just do a quick click on, which I wish they were. It would, and NASCAR actually needs to go to some sort of streaming like uh, ESPN Plus if they were able yeah. to figure that out. It would probably help tremendously. NASCAR's kind of gone away from local networks and gone to um, things like Peacock that nobody has, and right. uh, and just things like that. <laughs> well, everybody's got like Hulu and ESPN and stuff. If, yes. you, if you have kids, you have that, and you have Verizon, you're gonna have that um, whole uh, ESPN whole Disney bundle Plus there. bundle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to so, have that too. Yeah, and uh, and they're, they're always working on new TV deals, and it's all confusing. Yeah. Um, I think in next year or the year after they're going, one of the series is going to the CW. I don't even know what that is. Wow. It's, uh, it's, right. It's, 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 it's they're trying like to that, stay relevant is what they are. The CW is. Yeah. But it's as big as NASCAR is though. It, it, it does make it very easy to follow along because it shows up on all of your like yeah. ESPN notifications. It'll show up there. Dirt racing hasn't gotten to that point yet. So it, um, it can be trickier to, to keep up with that if i didn't have a podcast it would definitely be harder to keep up with that and have yeah and having that podcast i'm able to zero in and actually get it out there to people and uh talk about it and that's what the youtube channel is everybody's got youtube so uh, yeah. that's what that is too now that goes right into my next question uh hey, I look at that say i am like you know joe Smo racing fan right so the yeah. only thing i get is what espn usually uh throws back at me which is nascar yeah uh, so i get updates on nascar uh and sometimes you know the european races go in here and there uh what kind of style of racing do you think should get more coverage i think that doesn't that well obviously I, I'm, I'm going to the one that doesn't get nearly as much but it is getting improving because there's a um a driver by the name of kyle larson and he uh he grew up in dirt race actually in california um and uh so he's he's a nascar cup series champion and he has started a new series called the high limit series started last year will merge with what's called the all-star circuit of champions this year so he's trying to get that exposure out there uh with dirt racing to make it so people can see it more often um and right now, it's exclu- that series is exclusively on Flow Racing and Flow Sports. And Flow yeah, has yeah, actually yeah. taken off the last few years. So that has definitely improved. Um, the other series, that major series in uh, sprint car racing, is called um, the World of Outlaws. And the World of Outlaws, they are exclusively on Dirt Vision. And if you're a Dirt fan, you're not likely going to get both subscriptions because that you're right. just going to start. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So you've got to choose which one you want. And that's the thing that kind of sucks is that you have to, and it's not the cheapest thing. It's like 300 bucks a year or something. Yeah. Uh, to the pay flow for, marching is like 40 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so if there was a way they could have a deal with whether it's ESPN or Fox sports or something to get that yes. out there, 
uh, I would I would love to see that exposure um, because it is great racing and people don't realize how much different it is from just your normal uh, asphalt racing where people are like, well, they're just going in circles. Well, this is they're going they, they're literally turning right to go left. So Lightning McQueen yes. is right on that. So yep. uh, and it's it is <laughs> insane. And I wish a lot more people could see it um, because there's nothing else like it. Uh, but yeah. I also would like to see their uh, more of uh, drag racing exposure too. Um, yeah, the NHRA. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, drag so, racing. Yeah, so it's uh, they have four different series. The it's top fuel dragsters, which all um, the top the uh, top fuel dragsters, and it's called the funny cars. They are uh, uh, nitro cars, and gotcha. they make about ten thousand horsepower each, and wow. they will go a thousand feet and. 3.6 seconds around there. Mm. Um, so that's crazy. It's amazing uh, to be yeah. at the track for those. The downside is NHRA doesn't do the best job at um, having good things on their social media. It takes them like yeah, a day yeah. to uh, post anything. You can't ever find it on TV because it's hard to do live events with drag racing. That think those things take a lot of time and yeah, uh, it, it takes a lot about of downtime 10 hours between doing races, right? What's that? There's a lot of downtime for one race to the yeah. next, isn't there? Yeah, so it, they're literally rebuilding the engines after every single run uh, because yeah. they, they they only need them to last, what, three, four seconds, and then yeah. that's all they need them to do. So they try to do everything they can to get through that. They'll rebuild it and get it set up for the next one. And, wow. uh, yeah, it just takes time. Uh, if there was a way for them to figure out how they could work with the TV deal, that would be uh, beneficial too. So yeah, those are probably the two sports I would like to see get a lot, lot more exposure out there because yeah. they're really they, exciting uh, racing. If they could do it like golf, you know, where you where you've got you know you've got one racing here, and then when that drag race goes off, there's another crew that's got racing from somewhere else. Yeah. So it may not even be from that venue, but you know, like golf sure. goes from person to person to person. For sure. Oh, that might be something. And you're right yeah. on the money about having some sort of streaming app that has all kinds of races on it. And and the thing is, and you'll see a bunch of the uh, the old timers, and, I, and I, I, I see both sides of, uh, I guess, the spectrum because I'm kind of stuck in the middle between like the old style racing uh, viewers and the, the new generation. But everything's going digital now. Yes, and it it's um, you're not going to stop it. No. 100%. No, and it and to, if you want to get if you want to keep racing alive, I mean, you you yep, want to get these younger generations and uh, to be yep. able to see it, you got to make it easily accessible for them. Yep. Uh, because every kid has a phone now, so it it's too easy just to pick up your phone, and watch it, just like you watch any uh, NFL game, which is I mean yep. that enormous sport. So yeah, that they're always trying to find ways to improve it and. I, I get it on certain things and like you'll see 10,000 commercials during a race and it's very annoying. Yeah. They got to earn money that way too. You got, you got to yeah. understand that po point of it, but there there's a way they can figure it out. And I don't really know why they haven't. They it used to be on ESPN. I don't know what happened a long time ago, no, but no. Uh, now it's on multiple different networks this coming year. It's uh, I don't know. It's just uh what they need to do I wish is, they could find yeah an easier way to do it. Hire a couple of uh hire, hire a couple of these young social media consultant kids and have them in the pits of some of these races. I, and and, just I, and I'm I'm sure they'll throw got up some it, TikToks but... or something like on the spot, man. And then that's just their job is 
like to well, film all these characters and things up there and get it up there and have people tuning in. And, and the thing, the downside is also um, NASCAR made it so expensive for people to go to races. Um, there'll be tickets that are more than NFL games half the time. And in wow. um, NFL, that's different. You're going to sell out that like it's nothing, but you, you, it's a different crowd. It's a different, yeah. Uh, it's different viewership when you go to these races. So like Charlotte motor speedway is, um, my home track, if you will. Now we used to go to the Coke 600. They used to hold over a hundred thousand people there. We used to pack the stands. Now they got yep. rid of about half of those stands that holds maybe 50,000 now, and they can't even sell two thirds of it. Wow. So, and that, that mm. that's a shame. So and it, it's all about, it's all about this, the money. And yes, that's, and that's everything, but you're not going to get people to come to these races. If you uh, have those prices at a hundred, $200 a ticket. It's just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, man, that's a lot. Yeah. They need to, yeah, definitely step up social media game and, uh, yeah, get some people creating online content like each week, uh, all the time, get the younger generation coming in. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, and stay up with it. Yeah. And I mean, if you know, that drives people to go tune into what I've been talking about on a weekly basis, uh, that, that's, that's great yep. too. Um, yeah. and, and to kind of bounce on that, you know, like I said, we, we break down all that stuff and we try to get it out there, but we're brutally honest. We don't script anything on our podcast. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, that you guys just turn it no, on and you yeah, go, man. And, and I wanted, and I wanted something to be as genuine as possible because you don't want the same run at the mill racing podcast or, um, racing show that you see on all these other channels that they're right. following a, literally a script. I, I, we wanted something different and uh, it's genuine. And I've, the guests I've had on, I've had uh, professional racers in the drag racing community, one of them, and um, they all really appreciate how genuine and unscripted everything is because they can be themselves. And yeah. it's more of just a conversation and we just bounce yeah. back off, off of each other and then when we feel like, well, oh, that's probably about the end of it, we'll turn it off. And it's um, yeah. it's worked really well. Um, and we're we just we finished our first season, took the month of December off because in general racing is over until February, but we're kicking off the new year um, um, and our season two coming up. Yeah, I learned the racing season is almost the whole whole year long. Let's it's long uh, going it's like through hockey. your stuff, man. Yeah, it's a long season. Yes, I had and, no idea, uh, man. Yeah, it's um, dirt racing. That uh, they have all sorts of different series. So the, right now yeah. they're doing stuff out in Oklahoma. It's called, right now it's, uh, the Tulsa Shootout, and they're uh, they're called the USAC Midget Series, which is like a condensed version and no wing of the sprint cars, um, yeah. to put it in simple terms. And they actually are having a chili bowl. It's called the Chili Bowl, and it's one. That, it's one of the uh, dirt racings. Like you can almost consider it the Daytona 500 for them. Yeah, it's yeah. a humongous event. It's all an indoor um, facility in Oklahoma. So that's why wow. we're actually kicking off our uh, season two premiere because it uh, actually starts uh, the second week in January. Sweet. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so let's get into your show a bit. Uh, so first off, I got to compliment you on the theme music uh, when it gets going. 
uh, for your podcast. Now, is that uh, now like myself? I just found some free copyright free yes kind of stuff. Is it, did you do the same or yeah? Or I didn't uh, know you, if you had somebody uh, come up with some guitar licks for you. No, 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 no. I don't have a whole lot of um, friends that are musically inclined, if you will. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah. The if, on YouTube's uh, studio creator. Um, portion of their channel um they have a plethora of uh, yes they sure royalty do. Yep. free music yeah and i was like let me pick something that's uh that gets people excited and that's it's right. um yeah and uh that's actually a good pick just, man and i actually just edited a new um a new intro for the uh, the new season it's got clips of what i recorded at the track um, so it's got a couple of it's got yeah, drag yeah. racing, it's got dirt racing, it's got that stuff, and I just released what that intro looks like. So that'll actually be coming out whenever the season uh, does start. Nice, I can't wait to see that, man. Uh, so uh, you mentioned your dad's on the show. Is he on every episode? You just you and your dad like all the time? Yeah. So he's actually, a, a, um, if you will, the co-host and. Yeah. Uh, he and I are pretty much one in the same. Uh, we, our personalities are like exactly alike. Yeah. Um, he's got just a wealth of knowledge um, in racing say, and specifically sure in the sprint car world. So it's really good for us to bounce off. So I primarily hosted and I like bounce off what he's saying. And we started uh, off where I would just give um, a rundown of like the recap of all the racing action and kind of my opinions on that. And then I would bring him in later on for a segment. And I'm like, why don't we just have you on for the entire thing and we can just bounce off of one another? Because yeah. I think that's the best way when podcasts work uh, the best is when you bounce off of uh, somebody yes. else. Yeah, and uh, so we both um, collaborate uh, on it. And I we when we first started, I would send them questions and stuff like how to preview yeah. this. And now we're just like, no, let's roll with it. And uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's gotten it, it's gotten better each and every time. It's more comfortable that we've gotten. So, um, and we're about to do a live uh, premiere show, which we haven't done yet. Um, wow! Besides fun. in person, but this will be a, yeah. a new avenue that we're going to try to start off uh, just just that. on special occasions. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Now you mentioned before you've got a few guests on your show, and you've had quite a few guests, and so I I'm not aware of. Uh, how how big of guests that you've had, uh, but you've had quite a lot of racing people on your show. How do you yes. go about uh, landing people uh, in the racing field to come on your show? So uh, a lot of it. Go well, the first guest I had was my grandpa, um, yeah. for obvious reasons. That's why I started everything. Um, yeah, and I listened to a little bit of that one too. He's got a lot of stories and. Um, for anybody that is a racing buff is into the r history of racing. He is tremendous on how much he knows. Yeah. And he, he mentions it at towards the end of it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember a lot of stuff. I'm like, couldn't remember. You're giving me yeah. specifics from like 1952. <laughs> no, you were doing yeah. good. Um, <laughs> no. And over the years when growing up and with uh, my dad, knowing a lot of people in the racing community, he knew, um, racers and social media is really easy to get in touch with people yes um yeah. and so a guest we've had on um, one of them his name's lance deweese he's actually coming on to the live show as well he raced uh for the 
the crew that my grandfather still actually mechanics for. Um, and he's, uh, he's in the national sprint car hall of fame as well. So one of the best to ever do it. Um, great guy. He, uh, he actually occasionally runs over at Millbridge Speedway in North Carolina with his son. So, uh, I got to talk to him, uh, every so often as well. Um, an ARCA driver that he's actually coming on. So kind of like getting into the, the season yeah, yeah. two premiere, my guest coming on, but, uh, Caleb Costner, he, uh, is a former law enforcement officer, uh, was able to touch bases with him. He's getting into the ARCA racing, which, uh, ARCA is, you could almost consider it like the USFL of football of the NFL yeah. college football type thing. It's, it's right. the, the prequel before you get up into the big leagues and gotcha. he's working his way up, uh, Great guy, uh, love what he's doing. Small team, so um, he's awesome to have on the show. I had a NHRA a pro stock motorcycle driver, um, uh, Gianna Evaristo. She came on the show after I got to meet her in person. And all it takes is just ask somebody, "What's the worst thing yeah, to say?" No, you just gotta and ask. she actually, and she was myself. very, uh, uh, very awesome to come on, and it was uh, a pleasure having her on. Looking forward to hopefully having her on in the near future too. And, and just all sorts of guests. And if people want to uh, go check out the show, there's so many different uh, guest interviews I've had on, whether it's in the dirt racing world, the drag racing world, NASCAR world. It's uh, yeah. I, I like to have every anybody I can that is involved with racing. It's uh, It makes it for a unique podcast. And hopefully it's uh, interesting to uh, people uh, in, everywhere, not just uh, racing buffs, but everyone. All right. So who's some of your dream guests? Who do you think you would... Like big, big guess you like to try to land. Well, anytime I can try to get a a, a NASCAR champion, that would be uh, amazing. Uh, the driver that I um, became my favorite after Dale Jr. retired is Kyle Larson, based because yeah. of his whole dirt racing background. So that's one for sure. I would love to have on the uh, the show. Um, hopefully, hopefully one day it'll it'll happen uh, where. Uh, uh, he comes across it and is like, oh, yeah, I'll come on or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darren Hart Jr., of course, that would be uh, amazing. He he grew up in the same uh, – he went to the same high school that I did. Not the same time, but I graduated the same right, high school right. that he graduated from. So, um, And obviously was huge, humongous fan of his uh, until he retired. So, um, yeah, that those are uh, definitely big guests I would love to have yes, on. Yeah. Sounds yeah. That, uh, I hope you do get to land a few of those people too. Um, so your YouTube channel, you mentioned that a couple times. That is kind of a growing little channel. When I was looking at it, uh, each little video starting to get a little more traction, yep. one after the other. Uh, what kind of big plans do you have for your YouTube channel this upcoming season? So, uh, so yeah. So originally the YouTube channel was just uh, my horsepower talk because that's the only thing I did. And I was like, how can I help uh, possibly expand this channel and bring more audiences into it and get to a point where you can eventually monetize? Because obviously it's just a hobby yeah, yeah. right now. And then the goal for anybody, you want to have goals of anything and it's to possibly get it monetized and maybe sponsors. So right. I'm like, well, what else can I, what, what, what do I know how to do? Well, I knew how I know how to um, play video games, and so I, I do select gaming. So I, I put a separate um, podcast, if you will, uh, gaming portion on the YouTube channel, 
it's called ZB Gaming. So yeah. that brings in a different audience as well. And I do anything from sim racing to simple games like Madden or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, what else could I do? And so um, it was in the summer. I was like, what, what could I possibly get into? And what sport is really popular coming up? Well, the National Football League is very, very popular. Uh, I have a background in uh, football. Um, I played collegiate football my freshman year in college. So uh, I know a couple different sports, and I'm like, yeah, I can talk about those. And so I rebranded the whole two, the YouTube channel to ZB Media Productions. Right. Um, and it has all of its separate podcasts now with uh, ZB's Horsepower Talk, which is still my main focus. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I st- started everything. Uh, ZB's Touchdown Talk, which I um, is actually becoming more of a, almost like a, previewing games and like a almost yeah. a sports betting thing because I've actually been fortunate I've had a uh, a partner slash sponsor uh, come on nice um, that's in the sports betting community and they yeah, kind yeah. of wanted they wanted to really get into it for the uh, the racing portion because not a lot of people know that NASCAR has sports betting stuff so they kind of wanted to get yeah. that out there no, I didn't so, either so, yeah. so shout out to them that's uh, they're called bet stamp so big shout out to them um, for help uh, helping Alan there and um, trying to get the word out there too yeah, um, yeah and, and then ZB gaming is on there as well so and I'll and every Monday I do uh, it's called meme Monday so I send some sort of a uh, little short on YouTube to send it out yeah. there Hopefully it has some humor for people to uh, open up on their Monday morning because Monday suck. Right. And just uh, <laughs> get their week started off right. Yeah, man. I love it. Uh, yeah, as much as you can do as possible, uh, it's always good to get the word out. For sure. Um, so I had a couple, I was thinking, uh, watching some of your clips, I had a couple suggestions, if you don't mind, uh, on the for channel. Sure. Uh, is to take a non-racing fan to an, to an event. And just to a race and get their like reactions of certain things, you know, somebody doesn't know anything about it or, um, uh, let's see. And another one I thought I was thinking might be fun to do is to somebody that doesn't know anything about racing. If you get a chance to go into the pits at all is to see, uh, <laughs> their reaction. Cause I remember as a kid, I was like, what is this world I've walked into, man? <laughs> It was awesome. I was like enthralled with it. My dad was just like, oh, got to get you out of here, son. <laughs> yes. Um, next time I'm actually at the track, I, I, I brought my son. Uh, he's five. I brought him to a, a race um, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, I didn't record him, uh, which I probably should have. Um, yeah. But I was really there for him to see the experience and see what he was. But to see his reaction to all these cars, I mean, he was he was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Yeah. He's like, "We're going to the big track." I'm like, "Yeah." And uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, it's got a big TV too, so the kids yeah, are like, yeah, "Whoa, yeah. that's that's crazy." Um, I could de- uh, definitely uh, drag my wife to because she does not like racing at all. Um, yes, and uh, and <laughs> I wish when those uh, eight nine years ago, I took her to uh, her first uh, dirt track race, and to see yeah. her reaction then, it was actually <laughs> she was like, "Wow, this is." pretty cool it's not boring yeah. at all um, no, because she's with the, the mainstream people yeah she's in the line of the mainstream people they're like oh they're just turning left i'm like oh no there's so much yeah. more when you're actually there yeah like when you watch nascar you really can just watch cars go in a circle for a 
a good amount of time, right? But you go to a dirt track, man, no, you're going to get excitement. Uh, and any in-person race, whether it is NASCAR, drag racing, dirt racing, IndyCar, it's completely different than what you see on TV because you literally yeah. feel the power of the cars. And right, right, it's right. just like any live sporting event, like baseball. I'm, I'm, I will fall asleep in a baseball game watching on TV in a heartbeat. Yeah, but you, for sure. you take, I go to a baseball game. That's a lot of fun. That's that's a lot different. So uh, let's get to some fun questions for you, man. What was your first ever racing event that you can remember? That I remember because yeah, like, yeah. I know I went to plenty when I was a a, a baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to go back in the. Uh, it's probably the one where, um, so we were race, uh, we had a car. My, my dad was a crew chief on a car. Uh, he had two cars. There's, there's two different, um, styles. So in like NASCAR, there's the Xfinity series and the cup series. It's like the, the less horsepower cars than the slower cars. And then they got the beasts of the, right. the cup series. Well, in, in dirt racing, the sprint car world, it's called the 358s, which is um, which is just a 358 cubic inch uh, engine. Uh, and then you have the 410s, which is the same thing, 410 right, right. uh, cubic inch engine. And he had two different cars there. And the one car he had um, was racing the 358s. And they and all these tracks, they always do something to interact with the fans. And they th- this particular day, I think I might have been eight years old, maybe. Uh, they were throwing out yeah. mugs and on the bottom of the no, koozies, little koozies. They yeah. threw out koozies to everybody on the bottom of the koozies that had numbers on them. And um, I had the I had number one. Well, um, that means whoever was starting on the, the on the pole the, uh, started in first and won the yeah. race. Uh, I would win a hundred dollars. Right. Well, the driver for my dad, he started second. So I, it was, it was like my first like conundrum. Like, I don't know what I want. Well, uh, right? lo and behold, lo and behold, the, the car that started first ended up winning and I won a hundred dollars and I, and there I'm a go. kid and I'm like, I'm, I'm right. like, what is, what is going on? So, and, and I go down to the, the victory lane and, um, and the announcers there and everything. He's like, Hey, how's it feel about this? I'm like, I mean, it's cool, but we lost. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, probably the first i think i might have been seven eight years old or something and yeah, and yeah. I, um it was i still remember to this day it was uh pretty funny uh, who's the most famous uh racing person you've ever met my grandpa your grandpa uh, if you're yeah. in the uh, dirt racing uh and i don't really for me it's just my grandpa like i, I don't think yeah, anything yeah. of it um, until you realize how many people know who this guy is and how much of an impact he's had on the dirt racing world. Um, and he, uh, he's very humble too, and he doesn't like to talk about it, but he, as long as he's done it, I mean, there's drivers like Tony Stewart that have so much respect for him. Yeah. And I know people have heard of Tony Stewart. So to hear it from him, um, yeah, I mean, literally anybody in, that's done racing or any part of even dirt racing, they, they will know who my grandpa is. And, uh, it's Davey Brown for anybody that was wondering. Um, and yeah, just as long as he's done it, he's made such an impact in that sport. I can't, I can't put anybody in front of him that I've met that's more famous than him. That's a pretty good name to use, man. Uh, what's the biggest race you've ever attended? Um, 
I've attended the uh, the Coca Cola Six Hundred a few times, which is the uh, the longest um, uh, race by like mileage for NASCAR. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to get to the Daytona Five Hundred. Haven't been able to make that happen yet. Um, Talladega, I would probably put up there with one of the bigger races that I've been to. Yeah, That's an yeah, incredible yeah. racetrack, uh, largest racetrack uh, for NASCAR. And uh, well, this year. Um, and we'll uh, talk about it on the podcast, definitely um, on the live uh, premiere. But my dad and I will be going to the Indianapolis 500 in May this year. Sweet. And that's been a bucket list for us for a yeah, long, long time. So. And uh, so we are uh, we are excited beyond uh, words for that. Uh, that was actually his Christmas present. So um, wow. he was uh, he was thrown off quite a bit there. We, we talked yeah. about it and uh, I. Uh, Eventually pulled the trigger to get him those tickets. So, um, yeah. yeah, every day he's been texting me, Hey, we need to do this, do that. So, um, for now, probably Talladega, but yeah, coming yeah. up, it's, uh, it's going to be Indianapolis Indian 500, 500 and that'll take it. Yeah, man. By we'll keep forever keep putting probably. in the good work, man. And, and next year you may not have to spring for tickets. They may be, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get credentials for you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll get credentials for the track and stuff. Um, yeah, that's yeah, right, man. It's, uh, it's uh yeah uh, it's a lot it's a lot of fun um uh, and like i said do it as a hobby and it's um i talk about racing with my dad anyway so why not have uh, people watch us do it <laughs> yeah uh and going back to your grandfather i googled his name real quick and uh and so it says davy brown senior they call him the best wrench man sprint car racing has ever had yeah and that's uh the um a, tr- um, a tribute page on uh facebook uh, that my dad helped uh, create. Um, somebody made it before, uh, made a page before, and became so much of a spam uh, page because nobody actually monitored it. So my dad put it on himself to monitor a page where people just send pictures yeah. of old memories of him, and it's really cool to see uh, all those black and white photos uh, from the '60s and everything with him working on cars. Um, things you don't usually get to uh, see out of him. But if yeah. you, uh, if anybody tunes into that, um, if anybody tunes in anything on the podcast, please tune into that. Um, uh, it's a, you can call it an interview. It's just a conversation I have with my yeah. grandpa and, um, just to hear how much he knows, how much he's done. And he's still coming up on 90 years, 90, 90 yeah. years old working on cars and they're still winning. It's yeah. just incredible. Um, he's, a uh, He's gonna do it in, until the day he dies. I mean, quite literally. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that. This is um, his whole life. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what have you have you yourself ever had any close encounters at a race? Because I've only like been almost getting run couple, over, or yeah, just because I only went to one, and right there, uh, the one dirt track race I went to. I don't know how many times I saw somebody almost get injured. <laughs> yeah, it was it's, uh, all over the place. Yeah, it it, it happens. Um, um, <laughs> if you get hit, it's fine. Shake it off. Walk away. It's. Yeah. Uh, uh, I yeah. If you've been in any pit area, um, especially dirt racing, you're going to be getting close calls all the time. Yeah, that that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> More, uh, more prevalent in, in the dirt tracks than uh, NASCAR yeah. because NASCAR has a lot more rules and regulations where yeah, you can so and sure, can't walk. So, so it's, a, it's a lot easier to not get run over in NASCAR. 
and uh, yeah, a lot easier. <laughs> you to still see it though, man. When they see people yeah. coming in, and, yeah, uh, pulling in. Sometimes they're they're there in a split second. Yeah, it's, it's crazy uh, how it, on time they are. Yeah, it's very uh, chaotic, but they uh, they are professionals in that series, yes, so they, they are. Uh, they they uh, practice every single day. What's the worst and best food you've had at a racetrack? Uh, worst. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not a picky eater, so I mean, I, no. I, I, I <laughs> um, probably the best. And gosh, this makes me hungry right now. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we had a thing at Williams Grove, the track I was talking about earlier, and it, yeah. and I, they might still have it there. Um, and it's one of the simplest things you can ever do, but it is so delicious. Um, it's a it's an ice cream sandwich, but it's uh, ice cream smashed between two waffles. It is yeah. so fantastic, and it's so simple. Uh, um, right? Yeah, I, I would probably put that up there with one of the best foods. I don't know if they uh, still do it, but the, gosh, that's so good. Um, I don't know what a worst would probably just be just like basic chicken tenders you can get, but they also yeah. cost like $25. So right. Just and because just of the price that makes it the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, would, yeah. Something like that. Uh, what's your favorite piece of racing nostalgia that you have at your house? Hmm, I'm trying to look around. Uh, well, I'm actually not, it's not even, um, specifically racing nostalgia that I have. Um, but I got it at a racetrack. Um, so for anybody that doesn't, uh, know or hasn't tuned in uh, to my show and I don't talk about it often, but I'm a, a police officer in North Carolina and we get to work a lot of, uh, off duty assignments at racetracks. And I was actually able, uh, and it's actually in my, uh, office at the, uh, at the police department, but I was, uh, given a, uh, as a challenge coin from, um, uh, former Los Angeles police department, um, helicopter unit guy. And it's, um, just because I got that at the track, I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. And, uh, the, and you don't see that type of challenge coin ever, especially on this side on the East coast. Right. So, um, it's not specific to racing, but getting it at the track, I kind of consider that a little right, bit. Right, right. And, uh, and that that's really cool. And no, not a whole lot of people have that. So um, that that's up there for just what I've gotten uh, before from a track. Um, I don't have all. It's surprising. I actually don't have a whole heck of a lot of stuff. Um, my son's got more of the like the little race cars and stuff that yeah. we'll get from the track. And um, I've got. Um, like Kyle Larson championship hat. That's probably my most worn hat because yeah. um, I got look. I, I, you get excited when your favorite uh, driver or team wins at your right. sport. So you you uh you, you press pay right away when they won the championship. <laughs> uh, there's that, and I've got, and any race fan you um and any race fans that might be tuning in, check your drawer um your clothing drawer because you probably have at least four or five different T-shirts of your favorite race car driver because that's yeah. like required. So. Yes, I've got that too. <laughs> All right, man. So at the end of uh, each one of my shows, I ask everybody the same kind of six questions. All right, and uh, kind of interesting to see uh, how similar or different people's react our answers are. All right, oh, man. number one, what's your favorite smell? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, probably fresh baked brownies. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite kind of sandwich? 
Uh, I'm going to go simple. Probably uh, 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 ham and cheese, but you have to have uh, um, a nice uh, shredded lettuce on it. Make yeah. a little crunch on oh, it. That's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite kind of drink? Uh, alcoholic beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably uh, probably Sundrop or, uh, you know, you dropped that a little earlier. Cheer wine's pretty yeah. good stuff, too. Cheer wine, yeah. That's my favorite kind of soda. Uh, if you talk about beer, it's usually the lighter, the better for me. I don't like heavy stuff. Yeah. I like a good Corona or a Jimmy oh, Buffett's don't, don't, Land see, Shark. When you, say, when you say Corona, that gives everybody PTSD here, so you want to be easy oh, with that's that That's true. Word. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they were hating the name of that thing when that came out. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what makes you happy every single time it happens? Getting home from work and seeing my family and seeing the smile on my kids' yeah, faces. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, if you could give your your give yourself advice as a kid, what little bit of advice would you give yourself? Be patient. Um, things tend to work themselves out. Uh, don't jump to uh, don't jump to conclusions on things. Don't do anything you might regret. Um, and just be patient and let things work work themselves out because they generally do. Man, everybody says patience. Man, almost everybody does. <laughs> uh, yeah, slow down. Just it'll everything will yep. be fine. <laughs> uh, what is one of the most beautiful things you have ever seen? Well, let's let name drop. We're gonna we're just uh, so I get some brownie points here. All uh, right, my wife. That's right. Um, uh, separate from uh, humans and stuff. Um, where I, where I live is very remote and I didn't appreciate until now, but it's when it's clear skies and there's no light pollution, it's probably just all the stars that light up and it's absolutely amazing to see. Yeah. That's, that's something else when you get a good, um, when you get a good open sky, man, and all those stars fill it. Yes. That's a good one. uh, Good. Definitely a good one to do. Um, and the last question is just self-staining for me. Uh, who do you think would be a good guest to be on this podcast? Who has been doing something for a long time other than your, your grandfather <laughs> for, for my podcast uh, or for your podcast? No, for, for my podcast. Who do you think, what would be uh, somebody, you know, that's been doing something for a really long time. That'd be good to come on the show. Oh, does that have to be a famous person? No, Mm-mm. not at um, all. I specialize in non-famous people. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a um, a good friend of mine, and I, I, I'm still guilty of doing this too. Um, uh, he was the best man at my wedding, so I'll, I'll name drop him, uh, Garrett. He uh, uh, he and I throughout college we would kind of go back into our nostalgia and um, playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, we still will keep up with it now and then, and also um, keeping up with uh, Pokemon too. Yes, we're yeah. thirty. It's okay um, no, it's because it, it, it makes it makes us enjoy our days and uh, gets right. and, and kind of keep our mind off of things. Um, I mean, I don't know how how much he would be on the uh, podcast, but uh, he <laughs> um, he definitely has a lot of um, childhood. Um, uh, things he still does. So same with me. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, 
But with me, I'm kind of up. And his excuse too, uh, we, we show it to my son and get him into yeah. it and show him how to well, uh, do right. all that. I mean, everybody needs something to do after they get off of their job or, or whatever to de-stress. I've got a whole ton of Legos behind me and yeah. Legos I'm working on and everybody's <laughs> my, got their thing, man, that they do. Well, real, real quick, my brother, he's a, he's a second lieutenant in the army and he uh, he legitimately asked for Legos for Christmas, so he's got some Lego that's kits right. now. Uh, so if if that tells you anything, yeah, I Actually, did that might Le- be a good guess too, my brother. Yeah, and I did a podcast uh, with a buddy of mine who's also does a lot of Legos, and he's um a police officer down in not in Wilmington, North Carolina, but uh, near about Wilmington. around there. Yeah, and uh, he is um uh, he's like a trainer of sorts. Yeah, uh, I'm not exactly sure what his job is, but he does run all the people through through um, gun safety training or something like that over there. Right. He's one of those people. But but he's he's a big Lego head, too. So we talked all about that as well. Yeah. All right. So, Garrett, and uh, your name's been dropped, man. I might have to hit you up as soon as I get your contact info, man. <laughs> you can give me all the all the dirt on Zach back in the day. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, yeah. So this wraps us up for the show, Zach. Thanks for coming on. It's taken a little bit to get us in touch. We've uh, 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 <laughs> had a hot water heater that put us on the back burner a little bit. <laughs> it, it 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 happens. That that's that's what that's yeah, life. Man. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, remember, folks, find what makes you happy and get to it. There's a lot of life out there to live, so make it a good one. Be kind, be nice, be good, and everyone have a good week. Thank you, Matt.